handle my business expenses. I can handle my personal expenses. And I know that I have something left. But mm -hmm. here's, here's what we miss and what I want to make sure that we don't gloss over in Christie's vulnerability. I want you to know that you can, you can be profitable and you can label yourself as profitable without really knowing your numbers. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you see money coming in, your money's going out, and you know some is left over. Yeah. But do you know the particular? Between May 2020 and December 2021, I have secured $8,121,009.35 in legitimate funding for Black and minority-owned businesses. My name is Taliba Bales, and I'm the host of the Black and Bankable podcast. Effective immediately, I am coming for more for the community. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Black and Bankable podcast. Let me tell you something, and I say this for all the episodes, but that's because all the episodes are fire. So I've been so I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure every episode I'm going to open up saying this is my favorite because it's a mixture of just knowing who my uh, CEO is, just knowing the conversations that we've been having outside of this podcast. I just know it's going to be good. I just know that if you tuned in, you want to uh, learn all about what it means to be Black and Bankable. And with our special guest, you're going to leave with some tools and some gems. It's just by design. So welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode. And I have with me uh, one of my clients, one of my colleagues, we have been in the same spaces of social media for at least a year, probably a couple of years. Um, but this is Christy Alderson. She is the CEO of Kinky Roots um, and the co-founder of Twisted Sisters. All right, what's what's your your specific position with Twisted Sisters? Because you know what, we got to talk about all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so with Twisted Sisters, I am the chief marketing officer. Okay. Um, and Twisted Sisters is a veteran-owned, woman and minority-owned wine brand. Yes. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee. And I am a co-founder with my partner, Ogechi Anyatone, yes. who is a TSU alum and graduate and also yeah. a um, Vanderbilt graduate. Well, okay. Um, okay. So we started the Twisted Sisters brand um, in January of 2019, and here we are today. And, and stop. You got to tell us where all we may enjoy this wine. I already have a teaser in the sense that I found it uh, <laughs> during homecoming, during Fisk University's homecoming this past yes. year um, okay. in what used to be called R&R &R when I was at Fisk. Uh, yes. But yes, please tell those of us who are wine connoisseurs and want to support Twisted Sisters where we can find your wines as well. I sure will. So we are still in R&R &R in Nashville, okay. Tennessee. Actually, R&R &R is our one of our flagship stores that okay. picks us up first. 
Um, we're in over 50 stores and restaurants wow. in Nash in Middle Tennessee. Okay. We're also in Knoxville, Total Wine, and we're in Chattanooga. Awesome. Um, we were in Costco. We're hoping to come go back to Costco in Memphis. Okay. And um, working on getting back into the Nashville airport. Okay. And you can also purchase our wine online through our website, Twisted Sisters. That's S I S T U H S dot com. Okay. We're sold in. We ship in over forty-seven states. So wherever wow. you are, we'll send you a bottle. Wow. So you can kind of see. <laughs> Where I'm coming from, and it started with the wine. Now y'all know that didn't have anything to do. Yes. have. Yeah, you know. We didn't... Hold on one See, this is this is how this is how we. You know, I'm supposed. There we go. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. This is our bottle. <laughs> yes, and and what type of wine is that you're showing us, Christy? This is our bourbon barrel aged red wine blend. Okay. So yes. for those of you who don't have a sweet tongue or palate, mm -hmm. this is for you. So you can taste a little subtle hints of the bourbon in this um, particular red blend. And we have a Moscato as well. Yeah. That's really, really good. I don't have that bottle here with me, but. I think that might have been the one I tried in R&R. &R. Yes. Definitely yummy. Definitely yummy. Black girl yeah. magic, black girl veteran woman owned Twisted Sisters. Yes. And I yeah. definitely started with the wine. I mean, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I promise you there's so much more to this conversation. Um, yeah. What I want to do, Christy, to make sure that our audience leaves with some gems you know every time that we have ceos on uh we want to hear real stories we want yeah. to hear um how you started you know how you you know some challenges some failures uh and then that future forward so um you've already shared with us uh, about twisted sisters uh, of course i've also said that you're the ceo of kinky roots um i'm sure the stories are slightly different but i would love for you to share with our with our viewers and listeners how you decided like what made you decide to become a small business owner with me um because i started off um doing hair in high school so okay. Hair is like my passion. Mm -hmm. And um, I joined the military right after um, graduation. Okay. Um, it was actually four days. I went into the Navy four days after I graduated high school. Okay. And while I was in the Navy, I was still doing hair on the side. So um, I worked on F-18s, uh, the radar communication and navigation systems. Okay. Did that for four years, mm -hmm. got out and... Worked in my field, in the technical field, um, okay. working on cell phones and stuff of that nature, but still I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. So found out about a natural hair school here in Nashville, mm -hmm. enrolled, actually did that on the side while I was working. Mm -hmm. And once I got done, I was like, this is it. Like, I've got to do this full time. Yeah. Didn't have a client. Mm -hmm. Zero client <laughs> and went for it. Like I, I was married at the time and told my husband that this is mm -hmm. what I wanted to do. I was mm -hmm. going to quit my job, quit my job and just built my business from scratch. When I say I didn't have a client, a clue of how I was going mm -hmm. to scale, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it was just something innate in me. And that's 
that's just what I had to do. And what year was that? How long ago was that? This was in 2004. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I've been in the beauty business for over 18 years. Awesome. And then Twisted Sisters intersected in what year? Twisted Sisters intersected in 2019. Okay. Um, it was a group of me and three of my girlfriends who mm-hmm. I just so happened to do their hair. Mm-hmm. We always hung out together. We always partied together. Mm-hmm. And so Shayla, who's one of the founders as well, she passed away in 2020. Okay. She um, wanted all of us to to go into business together. She mm-hmm. wanted, us to, wanted us to do like retail and get some property and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. none of us was like feeling that really. Mm-hmm. But when it came to, you know, the alcohol business mm-hmm. or the wine business, we were like, okay, let's see what that's about. So Ogechi did most of the research. Mm-hmm. And once we came together, it was just like so seamless. Like we loved being together, celebrating together, drinking together, partying together. So this business for us was very easy. Just an easy addition, um, not even yes. a transition, but an addition. And so what yes. what I hear from uh, the origins of, of you being an entrepreneur, a mompreneur, a veteran-owned business is a passion. And I think yes. that's what drives all of us. You know, no mm-hmm. one uh, really gets into business to not be fulfilled. It, it is right. it is like this calling uh, where, you know, you are seeking something that just feels good. And yes. so, you know, that most of us, we lead with that passion, that desire to be satisfied um, in serving right. us and of course, making it profitable. So now right. let's see, we want to, we want to pull out that challenge because the passion yes. came naturally, right? In both yes. instances, you had the passion for doing hair. You also had the passion uh, with your uh, business bestie and sister circle to uh, get into the wine business. But now let's talk about the road to profits, the road to doing this the right way, because that's not what comes so easily. Right. And and what I love about having Christy on today um, is that Christy is in Tennessee. One of the things that I always share, particularly with new clients, obviously my firm is headquartered in Alabama and able to have clients across the United States, but it's so important that you know your state requirements as well, because because the states are different and they require different things. They have different resources um, when it comes to just the beginning all the way to the end. So let's talk about, Christy, uh, some of the initial challenges and even challenges now that um, that you wish you would have known, right, before uh, before you said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. What are some of the challenges that um, that you've uh, that you've occurred along the way? Well, initially, I started off as a sole proprietor. Okay. Um, and when I started off in 2004, I had two young daughters that I was mm-hmm. raising. Um, mm-hmm. At the time, I was married and I ended up getting a divorce um, mm-hmm. a few years later. Mm-hmm. And so I was raising two kids by myself, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with this salon business. Yes. I didn't actually profit until two years after my doors opened. 
Okay. So I profited in 2006. Okay. When I say profit, that means I was able to pay my bills. Yes. Pay the salon expenses and pay the bills that I have at home and take care of my daughter. So yes, that was, that took me two whole years. Mm -hmm. And as I began to grow, my clientele grew, um, in 2006 and onward, um, Mm -hmm. I was able to put, you know, my, one of my daughters through private school. Mm -hmm. Um, I was able to, um, get my own salon suite studio, Mm -hmm. um, able to get a logo, you know, things of that nature. But Mm -hmm. I didn't really begin to see the, I guess the, um, how can I put it? The labor, the, the fruits of my labor Mm -hmm. until I actually met you and with you you gave me insight (laughs) as far as like Mm -hmm. how to structure my business as far as you know Mm -hmm. accounting aspects Mm -hmm. and stuff Mm -hmm. like that I was just busy you know just being a mom and and Mm -hmm. you know hey Mm -hmm. this is what I made here Mm -hmm. you go but you really set me down and was like okay this is what needs to happen Mm -hmm. here's a b and c this is how we get to x y and z yeah. So <laughs> once I once I really started paying attention to the numbers, mm-hmm. then I started handling my business a whole lot differently. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. And and you know, well, first of all, I wasn't expecting <laughs> I'm sure people saw like, oh <laughs> Yeah, I'm so engrossed in the conversation. It's like, you know what? Christy is my client. <laughs> but um, but but seriously, I think that we we can't we can't leave that unpinned. We got to dig mm-hmm. deeper into that uh, because I see this ever so often um, with my clients, especially client. I want y'all. I want y'all to be sure that you pull out that Christy was profitable at the mm-hmm. time that that we started working together. Um, and I want to define profitable. I want to drill into that because Christy described herself as profitable. I want you as as a viewer, as a listener, to write that word profitable down. And I want you to ponder on, particularly for my business owners, what does profitable mean for you? And then how do you know if you're profitable? So Christy said... She was able to pay for the salon expenses. She was able to put her one of her daughters through private school and other other expenses. And that meant that she was profitable. And in most cases, we define profitability by, okay, I can handle my business expenses. I can handle my personal expenses. And I know that I have something left. But here's here's what we miss and what I want to make sure that we don't gloss over in Christie's vulnerability. I want you to know that you can, you can be profitable and you can label yourself as profitable without really knowing your numbers. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you see money coming in, your money's going out and you know, some is left over. Yeah. But do you know the particulars? That's why I want y'all to make sure that you actually capture what Christy is saying, because that is the state of a lot of business owners right now. 
that believe, okay, you know, I may not need to be working with someone to see my numbers or I may, you know, or lower or prioritizing it not as much as they should. And this, my friends, is even if you aren't profitable, but because Christy said that word and described to you all what profitable meant for her, I had to grab it out of there because profitable does not equal I know my numbers. Profitable, I'd even insert comfortable, right? And then you're just sort of operating. You're just sort of going along. Your passion is fulfilled. You're handling your bills. You're putting your kids through school. I've been there. We've all been there. But baby, let me tell you when you see those numbers. Let's talk about that, Christy. So it's like, but when you see the numbers, whether that's numbers on the final tax return or like Christy and I are working with monthly or you're monthly seeing those numbers. What's the difference, Christy, in in those two state of minds as a CEO? Knowing your numbers gives you an idea of how to price your services mm. or price your products. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, you know what you have to pay for business wise mm -hmm. and personally. Those numbers don't change. Right. So if you are, um, like for me in a beauty business, mm -hmm. I have structured my numbers to cover mm -hmm. both my personal and my business expenses. And I have other expenses outside of that. I have three businesses. I mm -hmm. have a, a salon business, a product mm -hmm. business, and then mm -hmm. a, there's Twisted Sisters. Mm -hmm. So I have, and understand the salon mm -hmm. is my only source mm -hmm. of income. Mm -hmm. So I have to make, I have to structure my services and my time mm -hmm. where I'm, mm -hmm. I'm making money every time I step foot in that salon space. Okay. So, <laughs> right. I know my numbers, like they are embedded in my head. I know what I need to make every mm -hmm. week, mm -hmm. every okay. day that I'm in there and every okay. month. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and you're now, so now you're empowered. I think, I think it really activates beast mode. You already had beast mode, beast mode, just being Christy, beast mode in the Navy, beast mode as a mom, you know what I mean? Beast mode as, as, as a serial entrepreneur, but it's something about numbers, you know, especially if you're like a visual person like us, like it's something about numbers. I heard you say, I know what I need to make a day, a week, or whatever. Knowing those numbers, right, rooting that in actual numbers is really, I mean, like I said, that's just where the beast mode goes. And it then then it doesn't stop. One of the things that um, Christy and I worked on um, and because she's a serial entrepreneur and always growing and she's a creative too, like she's always thinking of these wonderful ideas um, is I want to use an accounting term is, is a chart of accounts. And I say this in my trainings and, and in, in hearing Christy, I feel like I need to say it in this podcast episode, you know, it's more to just having a P and L it's more than just having a balance sheet. You need to have your numbers make sense to you. Meaning, you know, we're tracking, uh, you know, the products revenue. We're tracking the hair salon revenue. You want to be able to look at your financial statements and see those various pots of revenue so that you can measure, as Christy said, 
you know, you can measure how much if you're charging the right way, if you're if you're putting the proper value and respect on your time, um, but also measuring those costs so that you can really know your level of profitability. So now we're migrating from profitability. I know I'm profitable because it, it I can see that it feels like I'm profitable to a percentage of profit profitability to a you know what the first six months of the year I want to be at at 20% profitability the last six I want to be at 70% you know what I mean like those are the types of things that is what what Christy is experiencing in just a few you know really short months of us really focusing on um, getting those numbers how she needs to see them again for her creative to come out and for her business acumen that's already there um, to come out. And then, um, you know, we got to highlight this whole, like, she's black and bankable. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, it didn't take long. And all she, all she needed was to, as I always say, to have your financial documents in order. You you can have yeah. your green paper together, but the white paper has to be together, period, yeah. point blank. Um, because another thing I think we fall in the trap in, and Christy, please let me know if, like, if you agree is, you know, sometimes whether it just be culturally or whatever, when we're profitable, we are just kind of accustomed to paying for everything ourselves, right? Instead of using other people's money is basically where I'm going. Like, you know, maybe being bankable is not at the top of everybody's list because they're credit averse or because they don't have that, their financial paperwork together. So they can't apply um, for grants or for loans. Talk to me and tell the audience about the journey that you have been on um, in the last couple of months of this year when it comes to basic. I need to get you a bankable CEO shirt because maybe you are bankable. <laughs> Talk to us about those wins. <laughs> okay, so because I had, let me tell you, Kaliba <laughs> got me all the way together. <laughs> so there was, uh, let me tell you first about being a veteran. Um, there are a lot of resources out there, free mm -hmm. resources for mm -hmm. us entrepreneurs that are veterans that I didn't even realize until earlier this year. I dived into actually last year. I dived into it deep last summer mm -hmm. when um, me and Ogechi did a pitch contest at Belmont. Okay. I met this guy named Keontae, mm -hmm. and Keontae introduced me to Rob Corrigan, who is the um, director of the Veteran Business Outreach Center. Okay. From there, um, he gave me a slew of resources and information that mm -hmm. I just didn't know that was available to me. Mm -hmm. um, he told me first I needed to structure my business from mm -hmm. a sole prop to an LLC for, for banks to take me seriously. Number one. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, secondly, he told me that there were a lot of courses that I could take free courses mm -hmm. um, on getting information about, you know, how to, structure my business, the mm -hmm. legalities of it. Just, it was mm -hmm. a thousand things he told yes, me. Yes, yes. Um, so the first thing I did was contacted Taliba and was like, okay, <laughs> I'm finna go from a soul prop to an LLC. Yep. Long story short, did that, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think in Tennessee, it was $300. Mm-hmm. Um, converting my business to LLC, uh, from a sole prop to an LLC. And I ended up getting in contact with this woman named um, Ann Weber. She had like this free webinar where she talked about the Nashville, Nashville Small Business Recovery Fund. Okay. There were a list of prerequisites that you mm-hmm. had to have, um, having a credit score of over 600, being in business for over two years, mm-hmm. uh, structured as an LLC, mm-hmm. uh, this long laundry list of things. And as each as she read off each list, there was a somebody hung up the phone and hung up the phone and hung up. I was still <laughs> on the line. And she was like, Christy, you still there? I'm like, still here. So from there, she got me in touch with Pathway Lending. And with mm-hmm. Pathway Lending, um, they wanted, of course, all this information regarding, you know, um, my financial statements, um, tax returns, uh, my LLC, proof of LLC and all these things. Now, what they don't tell you is when you get your LLC that you have to file an annual report you're responsible for franchise and excise taxes. You're mm-hmm. responsible for to have an updated business license. You you have a if you are purchasing products wholesale, you have to have a sales and use tax. All this stuff I did not know. It, so well, and let's and let's drill let's drill into that because that, my friends, is 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 where the states like the differences in the states because of course all these yes. things that she's listed. Um, there is absolutely some commonality here because the, the same level of um, checklist exists in Alabama and everywhere. But I think that what we have to do, what we just have to do, um, especially now that, that there's literally billions of dollars out here for us <laughs> when it comes to business owners, is we actually have, there has to be a level of accountability for the for these these organizations um, that are getting grants to serve minority-owned uh, businesses, veteran-owned businesses, women, any owned business, and simply ask, you know, and I mean, hey, where you're filling out the paperwork, that's the source. The, every state has a secretary of state. Pick up the phone and call and ask, you know. Now, it, you may get a roundabout, right? Because there's the Secretary of State, there's the Department of Revenues for each state. There's so many different entities. But when it comes to these things, you know, and, and, it, and it can draw some of the energy and passion out of you. However, um, as, as Christy will share with us, and as she saw, I don't know if y'all if y'all heard, like as as folks, as the lady was going down the checklist, people were like, I'm out. <laughs> and that's that's what we're trying to change. Like that's what we're trying to push through. But take the nose or take this long checklist or take this, I don't even know what all I need to do, and make it your checklist. As things that you need to track down, whether, again, it's picking up the phone, going directly to the organization in your state, um, you know, whatever it may be, it is going to require skin in the game from the sense of your brain space. I think we, mm-hmm. we automatically go into starting a business knowing that we're going to have to put some financial skin in the game, but I don't know that we expect 
to put some brain space, spin, you know, uh, skin in the game when you initially get into it. We just want to start the business. And so, you know, yes, every state ha it's not just. Okay, yeah, I'm an LLC. I got my stuff that says I'm recognized as LLC. It absolutely is okay. And so what industry are you in? If you, you know, so my whole point is, and what I want to make sure, and this is like in every episode, we drop gems that are there, but I don't think in any of the episodes that you have viewed with me, has have we ever paved this to be like a glittery, easy road? It's not. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's you're gonna be like you're gonna have to roll up those sleeves and commit to different pieces, uh, but there absolutely, you know, are plenty of resources out there, um, you know, and 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 that's really I think, and and Chrissy just has, you know, she's been into this thing for such a long time, but you know, I think you're you started with this whole let me get my paperwork life in order from not having it in order for so long right like talk about talk right. about that piece yeah so for years um and i'm just gonna be honest i didn't i didn't find my taxes yeah i was just like mm -hmm. you know i'm self-employed yeah. i'm a soul prop they yes. ain't gonna find me mm -hmm. they ain't looking for me you know <laughs> right. especially after my kids right. got older yeah i was just like it's just it was too much of a hassle mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but in order for you to be taken seriously yeah. by banks and lending companies, mm -hmm. you have to have your stuff together. It's you just no way around it. Order. You just have to have everything together for people to really consider you for, you know, outside of us, you know, getting those PPP loans. Mm -hmm. Like where else would you find funding like this? Yes. Mm -hmm. You have to go to these institutions and they're going to look through every little thing, mm -hmm. every little and well, and Christy, these were for grants. You yes. so you you've been successful in both pots. The yes, initial so was the Nashville recovery, and then mm -hmm. grants. And yes, and then I went through a, um, a veteran entrepreneur program at um, UT Chattanooga mm -hmm. for a week. Did a pitch contest um, amongst my cohort, and ended up winning a a, a veteran venture award. Yes, which came with. Um, me being a part of this minority startup uh, accelerator program mm -hmm. and a $15,000 grant. Boom. Even with the grant, <laughs> I have to present um, my uh, financials. Mm -hmm. I have to present uh, my business plan. I have to present um, my product because it was for my product. Mm -hmm. Like all of these things that I have to have in order for me to receive the grant, I have to have my stuff together. Yes. Like, although this part of my business is new, I still have to have my, my stuff together. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, again, and that's just, that's just it to be, to be black and bankable, to be bankable, you're going to have to have some, some brain space in the game. You're going to also have to have, obviously financials in the game, whether you have just started up or wherever you may be in your business, being prepared to um, to lock, really lock it in on those things. But really, you know, I think having Christy on the show today um, exemplifies a number of different things. 
Um, she has been vulnerable in share, and also, you know, me knowing her and her being a client, she has been vulnerable in saying that, you know, there was a time that she was not bankable. So I want to make sure that this real story, this real CEO motivates you. Um, if you if that if that equates to you, we absolutely work with and and I'll even say damn near prefer to work with business owners who don't have their stuff together. Why? Because first of all, I automatically know the level of anxiety that you have about it. Um, I know the level of passion that you have about it. But if I know that you are serious, you're serious in changing the page uh, in the book of life that you may be in at that given time, you know, then let's let's absolutely talk because you absolutely can be bankable. And the problem is, and, and this is why, why I created the podcast, because I think while business owners look the same, we all are different, but there are the same challenges, whether you, and I say it all the time, whether you have one comma or three commas in your bank account, I've seen the same challenges. I've seen the same look. I ain't did taxes in a number of years. I've seen the same, well, I know I could pay my bills, but I didn't know I was making that much or I didn't know I was spending that much or whatever the case may be. But where I am going with this is that with the billions of dollars that are out there, the nonprofits that have assisted Christie in Tennessee are are everywhere across states. There are nonprofits all over the place. But where Black and Bankable and this podcast and, and my nonprofit and just where my business is as a benefit corporation now is we're in the space to do the hard work. Because the it's like the money is there and you're here and all the rest of that shit is in between that's blocking you from here. And it actually takes someone to help you navigate through that to get to the money, but you absolutely can. And there's not a lot of nonprofits that's willing to act because it, it actually involves skill in taxes and doing accounting, not trying to be funny, but it actually involves you knowing how to do these things to get that business owner to the actual money. And so that's my my goal of having Christy on and, and Christy absolutely is going to share her information so that you can connect with her. Yes, she is in DC in um in DC is on the brain. She is in Tennessee. However, this is applicable across any states. Being a veteran, being a black owned business, being a woman owned business, being in the beauty industry, being in the wine and manufacturing industry, being in the hair care product industry. I mean, you know, she's checked off a number of different things because there's logistics there. Um, you know, obviously in getting in over 50 stores with the wine brand, that's logistics, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is a real live, I keep, I want to keep saying a real live story. What resonated with you? Where do you see yourself being exactly like Christy? Where, what part of Christy's story can help you break through something that has been challenging you right now. Um, what tips, you know, tips and, and sort of tidbits, Christy, uh, would you share with business owners that may be in the space that you're in right now? Just know that 
regardless of where you are right now, you can pull yourself out of that pit. Mm -hmm. I like for years, I didn't file my taxes and I just wasn't, these banks were denying me left Mm -hmm. and right for credit, Mm -hmm. for any type of funding that I was seeking. But just know I've been in business for over 18 years and I'm just now getting funding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. here's a lesson to you. Like, if you've been in biz, been in business for a year or two years, make sure you do the research out there of your market, of your target. Know your target audience. Yes. Know who you want to use your services and your products. Mm-hmm. Really dive into that persona. And then that way you can set yourself up to sell to those mm-hmm. individuals. Mm-hmm. Know how many people are living in your area that can actually purchase whatever service and product that you have. Mm-hmm. So you'll know how to tailor your content mm-hmm. or even your messaging when it comes to attracting that consumer. Mm-hmm. And just knowing the fact that you can do any and all things mm-hmm. as long as you have the right people behind you get you a good accountant, mm-hmm. get you a good legal team. Mm-hmm. Get you, All of this is going to cost money, but it's going to be well worth it in the end. Yes. Get you a good marketing team, a PR team, all of this stuff. It's building your brand. Yes. Invest in yourself. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it sounds cheesy, but like you're worth it. And another thing that I really want to pull from what Chrissy just said when she said, I've been in business 18 years and, you know, and just kind of being bankable, you know, I think I even want to say, is it going to take you 18 years? You know what I mean? Like that's, that's really what we're talking about. When we say invest in yourself, um, you know, at what point do you want to pretty much guarantee that you're closer than where you may be today? Um, when it comes to being bankable and being profitable. Again, that word that I asked you to write down. And I think that that's really powerful. Just even from a personal perspective, we all know that there there are absolutely times in our life where we are the ones in the way of our Mm -hmm. own, whatever that decision is, or, you know, whatever that situation is, um, you know, at some point, you have to take the accountability for yourself and you have Another to. Thing. Yes, go ahead. Another thing that I do is every month I write out goals. Mm-hmm. I write out goals mm-hmm. that I want to achieve, whether it's the following quarter or just the whole entire yes. year. And I write out when I would like that to happen. And once it's happened, mm-hmm. I do a check checklist yes and then i go back in and say hey these are the remarks this is how i did it this is what happened Mm -hmm. this is the result that happened even if i haven't achieved it yet Mm -hmm. like that goes for your business for your businesses Mm -hmm. or business Mm -hmm. that's important too just like you journal every day you should write out your goals for your business Mm -hmm. and then set out to achieve each and every one yes Absolutely. See it in paper. See, actually see it in black and white. See those numbers, Mm -hmm. see those goals, um, base those goals on your numbers because that makes it achievable. Um, Another thing that I say too in, in, um, in group sessions with CEOs is that, you know, I know that there's information overload out there right? We all know that there's, I mean, it's just, it is a lot of resources and a lot of white noise, a lot of people 
you know, on IG, Google University, YouTube University saying this, that, and the other. And, you know, time and time and again, and every time I get the opportunity to say it, and I know that Christy will share how she was able to cut through the white noise. But where I always tell people when when they ask, well, you know, well, how do you know um, who to who to work with? You know, like what, you know, who do you choose? What attorney do you choose? What are, you know, what accountant do you choose? What whomever do you choose? You know, particularly in my space, when it comes to uh, taxes and accounting, if you're a business owner, the number one thing that you want to make sure that person does is business taxes. I say it all the time because it's very easy to talk about things like S-Corps and, and, and very easy to talk about, you know, P&Ls and just all the different things that people talk about. But it's not until you actually ask that person like, do you actually do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because because that's important. You know, there's a lot of myths that I find that we bust through, um, particularly in the tax and accounting field, when I start asking questions and I realize that that person may have experienced it on the client end because, because that happens. Like once you, you know, if you're a successful business owner, now you have a successful business owner turning into a coach based upon their experience. That's a lot of what you see. And so now you're following that person because they are a successful business owner that has experienced an accountant and has experienced a lawyer, has experienced a marketing person, but they have not done those things. Someone has done those things for them. So when you take Christy's guidance and 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 of course and Christy adding the whole veteran piece on there, I can only imagine how much more information that means to have to sort through. But it's just important that whatever specifically you're seeking, that the person that you're seeking it from actually does that thing. That's what I. That's like the general rule of thumb. If they're talking about being a profitable business, do they do taxes? Do they do accounting? Do they do bookkeeping? Um, you know, that's going to be some good questions to ask to navigate through all these resources. Christy, something that you want to add to that? I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, it's so important for you to know your numbers mm -hmm. and for you to have a good, when I say good bookkeeping, mm -hmm. I'm easy access yeah. to your numbers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to be able to prove those numbers. Yes. So make sure you keep an accurate account of right. those numbers. So people can see, like, if you're a cash-only business, right. you're going to have to figure out a way to not be cash-only. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you have to you have to show proof. Mm -hmm. And that's what everybody is looking for. Yeah. Having those good people in place, they will teach you mm -hmm. how to scale your business so you can be profitable. Absolutely. Well, so this is, again, really and truly just an appetizer um, because, you know, we can go on literally for hours in this. But this is yet another episode, again, uh, where we have a business owner in the now in the beauty industry uh, and in the wine industry, in the logistics, in the manufacturing industry um, located in Nashville, Tennessee, 
and and she has shared some some tidbits with you. Chrissy, how would you like for someone to follow up with you that um, that would have viewed or listened to this podcast? Um, you can reach out to me at my email address, Christy at kinkyrootsalon.com. You can send me a message through Instagram, okay. um, at Kinky Root Salon. Um, but I mean, you can even text me, 615-605. Well, there you have it. <laughs> like, I am here to help you become a better you yes. and a better business owner, like, especially for veterans out there. Yes. If you are a woman-owned, minority-owned, veteran-owned business, I am a service-disabled connected veteran. Okay. So, please, I have learned so much over the last year mm-hmm. about the benefits and all the resources that's out there for us please reach out to me and i will be more than happy to share this information with you and she truly means it <laughs> i mean that's truly true. truly means it when i say heart of gold um person of valor um i mean that's just who christy exudes and she truly means it and you know and i even told her before coming on the show I get asked questions all the time from the veteran community. I know how underserved um, the veteran community is. And I was like, and now I have my very own bankable veteran. (laughs) So, you know, now I have my very own bankable veteran. And I told her, you know, that I definitely will be hitting you up. I know this has nothing to do with your three businesses already, Um, you know, but but she truly means it like she truly means it and um and also in the beauty space uh but but christy's story christy's successes um how she's overcome you know years of challenges and obstacles in life lifing that's a story that i had to share on the show so christy i really really and truly appreciate you coming on um, just as a woman business owner to woman business owner, but most assuredly as a client, um, for you sharing your genuine story um, with uh, with our our viewers and uh, y'all. That's it. Like we we we. I know again. Like people always say, it's like man, you know that's it's not long enough. We didn't talk about enough. Um, and and you know one of these days maybe I'll have a whole entire conference. But for now, you have a podcast episode. If you have any questions at all on anything that we covered, or just you know um, maybe some future topics that you'd like Christy to come back uh, to the show to talk about, we can absolutely do that as well. You can put them in the comment section if you're watching this on YouTube, or if you're watching a clip on any of the social media channels, or if you're listening to Spotify or Apple, um, you know how to get in touch with me and we will absolutely make that happen for you thank you so much for your support thank you for tuning in and hearing christy uh christy's story and for supporting black and bankable please share this with your business besties um so that they can get a hold to some of these gems that christy dropped and until next time i'll see you later